Welcome to the Truth Hurts program with Steve Z. It's Friday. Hooray, it's Friday. Today is Friday. It's Friday, Friday. Gotta get down on Friday. Everybody for the world works on the weekend, weekend. Friday, Friday. I'm so happy it's Friday. Thank God. My, my, it is indeed Friday, the 28th day of January, the last Friday in the first month of the full first year of Joe Biden's presidency. That's right. The clown in chief has been in office now for a full year and then a a week on top of that. Let me read some of the headlines to you today. New York Times, as ISIS resurges, U.S. is drawn back into the fray. I told you guys it was going to happen. As soon as we gave up Afghanistan, we showed our weakness as a nation. Groups like ISIS and the Taliban and all those other terrorist organizations are now laughing at America, laughing at gropey Joe Biden and saying, I guess it's okay for us now to go ahead and start to killing people again. We can now start to make a wreaking havoc upon everyone. This old guy is not going to do anything to stop us. He will not stopping us in any way. Out of Baghdad, an audacious attack upon a prison housing thousands of former ISIS fighters has occurred in Syria. A series of strikes against military forces in neighboring Iraq and a horrific video harking back to the grimmest days of the insurgency that showed the beheading of an Iraqi police officer. Evidence of a resurgence of the Islamic State in Syria and Iraq is mounting day by day by day three years after militants lost the last patch of territory for their so-called caliphate, which once stretched across vast parts of two countries. During Donald Trump's time in office, we shut down ISIS. But now that Gropey Joe is in office, ISIS, they bees are coming back. Business Insider reports the U.S. says it won't fight for Ukraine if Putin invades, but it could still get pulled into a conflict with Russia according to experts. Remember, just a couple of days ago, Joe Biden shook his feeble fist at the camera and warned Putin things might happen badly for Russia if they invade Ukraine? Well, guess what? Putin is laughing at you too, gropey Joe Biden. If they're going to invade, they're going to invade, and you won't do anything about it. Well, you'll do something stupid, I'm sure. You'll send those 6,000 troops in there to get killed. 
Then you'll turn tail and run like the coward you are. The next headline, despite Supreme Court ruling, CNN says most major employers are keeping the vaccine mandate for workers. This despite the fact that the U.S. Supreme Court says it is unconstitutional. CNN reports many major employers are going ahead with policies to require employees to take steps to combat the China virus, even if the Supreme Court has said they don't have to. A survey by management consultant Gardner of more than 200 major employers found last week 30% are still requiring or plan to require employees to get vaccines as a condition of continued employment. 50% say they have policies in place or in the works to give choice to their employees of getting the vaccine or being required to subject themselves to weekly Q-tip jammings up their schnozzes. 20% say they're dropping the policies. Joe Biden says federal rules last fall that would have required employers with 100 or more workers to require them to get vaccinated or have weekly tests. And now the Supreme Court has struck down the rule for these larger employers as of January 13th. And Biden dropped the rule officially and formally on Wednesday. Guess what? That doesn't stop some of these woke companies from still imposing those requirements on their employees. It's unconstitutional. It's illegal. But hey, who's going to say anything about it? It's a liberal thing. Business Insider says Joe Manchin says Bernie Sanders is not what the majority of Americans represent after Sanders hinted at Manchin losing in the upcoming primaries. That will be the November midterms. Joe Manchin fired back after Crazy Bernie suggested he could face a primary challenger. Both senators are in Democrat leadership, but they have an increasingly fraught relationship because Joe Manchin doesn't kiss Bernie Sanders' lily-white ass or Joe Biden's or chuckles the clown Schumer's. Manchin has come under scrutiny for his opposition to the filibuster withdrawal and to the Build Back Better debacle. You know, that failed Joe Biden agenda of tax and spend and tax and tax and tax again. Senator Sanders is not a Democrat, Joe Manchin told Nathaniel Reed of Newsy. This was a while back in West Virginia. He pointed out that Sanders was a self-described Democratic Socialist. Joe Manchin pulled no punches when he said... Sanders' ideology is not what I think the majority of Americans represent. He's right. Now, both Manchin and Sanders are members of the Senate Democratic leadership, even though Sanders is a registered independent. I'll go back to what I've said all along. Democrats do not hold the majority in the Senate. There are only 48 registered Democrats in the Senate. There are 50 registered Republicans in the Senate. So how in the hell is Chuck Schumer running the show over there at Senate? They do not have a majority. I guess that's a, something for someone else to worry about. Okay, Stephen Breyer has been the newsmaker of the Supreme Court. His announcement, of course, timed perfectly to divert your attention away from Biden's mishandling of foreign policy, domestic policy, the economy, the southern border crisis, the weakness in our military, the massive inflation, 
the empty shelves, Joe, and all of the other problems that combine to bring you Gropey Joe Biden. A name that's been brought up very briefly in the Supreme Court is Sonia Sotomayor, whose only qualification for getting into the Supreme Court back in the day was that she A, had a vagina, and B, spoke a little Spanish, a little Spanglish. She had to be a Latino. January 7th, the U.S. Supreme Court heard oral arguments over the Biden administration's vaccine mandate on large private employers, and the Supreme Court wisely struck down that requirement in the 6-3 ruling. During those arguments, Justice Sonia Sotomayor said, Omicron is as deadly and causes as much serious disease in the unvaccinated as the Delta did. We have over 100,000 children, which we never had before, in serious condition and many on ventilators. On both points, Justice Sotomayor was completely wrong, remarkably incorrect. First, while the data on COVID-19's Omicron variant is evolving, even on January 5th, we had solid evidence that the strain known as the Omicron African variant, while vastly more infectious than its predecessor, causes much milder illness. Though U.S. hospitalizations have eclipsed the previous pandemic high and are now starting to trend downward, proportionally they tend to be shorter stays in the hospital and they don't end up in the ICU nearly as often. Secondly, Sotomayor's lie about 100,000 children in serious condition was wildly off base, so much so that even the very liberal Washington Compost fact checker Glenn Kessler rated it at 4 Pinocchios, which means pure misinformation. When she issued the statement, there were actually only 5,000 or less children hospitalized with suspected COVID or a confirmed test. And that number included kids that were just kept for observation. And guess what? As of yesterday, the figure's the same, 4,900 children hospitalized. Now, I don't know how they teach math down there in old Espaniola, but Sotomayor thinking 100,000 is the number when it's actually less than 5,000 proves that she is another Democrat idiot who only got her job for the two reasons I stated in the beginning of this conversation. She has a vagina and she has a Spanish accent. And those were the requirements to put her in that job to appease some minority group back in the day. And that's what gropey Joe Biden is trying to do now. He wants to put a black woman on the Supreme Court, which is fine if you have a black woman who is the highest qualified human being in America for the job. I'm not saying that just because he hires a black woman, she's automatically less competent than any man or any white person. I'm simply saying Joe Biden has automatically turned off the possibilities switch for any white male, white female, black male, Hispanic female, Hispanic male, Asian male, Asian female, Native American female, Native American male, or any other racial group. Joe Biden's only requirement, or his primary requirement, 
Number one, vagina. Number two, black skin. And then if you're qualified beyond those two, we'll look at your record as a legal scholar or as a judge or as a prosecutor. A bunch of the liberal, woke, progressive media outlets are out there screaming today that white men can't wait to find a reason to hate a black woman's Supreme Court justice. I don't have hatred towards anyone. I do have a deep-seated suspicion that the motivation to put a black female on the Supreme Court as the two reasons for doing so, black and female, are probably leaving our Supreme Court less qualified, less capable than if Joe Biden considered the whole of the American population and included the potential of a white male, a white female, a black male, a Hispanic of any gender. There are only two genders, right? There are only two Omicron subvariants right now. And here's what you need to know according to the Deseret News. The highly contagious African Omicron variant has two subtypes known as Stealth Omicron, BA2 and BA1, with 32 possible mutations. But none of them are serious. People are not dying from this Africa variant as they did from the Delta variant, at least not as much. The fact still remains, three to four times as many American citizens have died of COVID-related illnesses under Joe Biden's watch than did under the same number of months of Donald Trump. Donald Trump, last 12 months in office, COVID reared its ugly head. Donald Trump puts Operation Warp Speed into practice. 220,000 people die. Joe Biden says no one should remain president if they allow 220,000 people to die on their watch. Since Joe Biden took office, 693,000 Americans have died, not including the 220,000 from Donald Trump. That is 693,000 gropey Joe Biden COVID deaths. But they, the Biden administration, still have the audacity to try and blame this all on Donald Trump. Even Jen Psaki, Little Red, the circle back girl, is trying to divert attention away from Biden's piss poor mishandling of COVID. We all know that the monoclonal antibodies work. We know they reduce the severity of infections. Even Joe Biden, in many of his speeches earlier in the year, last year, were talking about sending monoclonal antibodies to help in the fight against COVID. He even stopped sending them to southern states so that he could send them to northern states who didn't want them, claiming it was about medical equity, equality. And now, little Jen Psaki says it's crazy for Florida Governor Ron DeSantis to push those COVID-19 monoclonal antibody treatments that she says don't work. That's right, you heard me correctly. Pisaki says it was crazy for DeSantis to continue pushing antibody treatments that the FDA says doesn't work. The FDA announced that monoclonal antibody treatments aren't effective against Omicron and therefore have limited their use. 
DeSantis, of course, has accused the Biden administration of medical authoritarianism, saying the decision to cut the number of monoclonal antibodies to Florida will cost lives. Jen Psaki said it's crazy to continue advocating for the use of monoclonal antibody treatments after the FDA has restricted those treatments. She said, let's just take a step back here to realize how crazy this is. These treatments, the ones that they're fighting over, that the governor's fighting over, do not work against Omicron, and they have side effects. That is what the scientists are saying. Well, it might be what some scientists are saying, Jen Psaki, but other scientists, people in the know, people who have a vast amount of knowledge and experience with this virus, those scientists say it works rather well. Hmm. Let me ask you a question, folks. Why do they want to stop something that was working in Florida from working in Florida? Could it be they want to see old people die of COVID before they get a chance to vote in the midterms? After all, Florida heaped full of old people with conservative values. Just a thought. And the Democrats are considerably worrying, and then rightfully so. According to The Hill, Biden trails a generic, unnamed Republican in a new poll, and he would face a tight race if Donald Trump decided to run again. A poll published on Wednesday of this week found that almost half of those surveyed said they would rather vote for a generic Republican candidate over gropey Joe Biden if the election were held now. They say he might face a tight race against former President Donald Trump, who has remained pretty much out of the spotlight. In a hypothetical matchup, a generic Republican candidate beat Biden by 10 percentage points in the new Politico Morning Consult poll. Wow. They didn't even put a name next to it. They just, any, any Republican. Dog catcher from Schenectady. So if he's a Republican, he would beat Joe Biden. <laughs> I'm sorry, folks. You've got to find some humor in that. Don't you think? Biden's approval rating has hit yet another new low. Eight terrible numbers from the Pew Research poll. And here we go. Number one, 44%. That's the percentage of Americans who say they are very or somewhat confident that Biden can handle the challenges posed by COVID-19. Well, if you do the math, that means 56%. Well over half say he can't. 76% is the number of Democrats who say they approve of what Joe Biden is doing in office. It used to be 95%. 30% is our third number. Three in 10 Americans say they are confident that Biden can bring the country closer together. 70% say he cannot. 20%, one in five Americans say Biden could be a successful president. Only one in three Democrats felt that way. 72%, a large majority of Americans say the current economic conditions are either poor or fair. And even amongst Democrats, only 36% say that the economy is good. When asked whether they thought the economy would be better or worse next year, only one in four, 27%, said it would be better next year than it is today under Biden's leadership. The number of Americans who admitted the price of food and consumer goods are worse today than they were a year ago is 89%. That means 11% of Americans are in denial or they don't go shopping, or they're just straight up lying because they don't want to say anything bad about Crappy Joe. <laughs> Seven in 10 Americans said that the coronavirus pandemic 
is a major threat to the health of our economy. If they were being honest, I think 90% would say that Joe Biden is the biggest threat to our economy. Do you hear about the guy in Boston? A hospital in Boston has refused to perform a heart transplant on a patient because he was not vaccinated against COVID-19. A spokesperson for Brigham and Women's Hospital confirmed in a statement that the vaccination against coronavirus is required for organ transplant recipients there. Of course, one has absolutely nothing to do with the other. The patient's father appeared on CNN and ABC to share the family's story. He said his 31-year-old son has been to the edge of death and pushed to the limit while waiting for his heart transplant. He'd been in line for the transplant for years, but he so far has refused to receive a COVID vaccine because of the massive number of blood clots that have been reported in people who have received the shot. It's kind of against his basic principles, the man's dad said. He doesn't believe in it. It's a policy they're enforcing, and so because he won't get the shot, they took him off the list for a heart transplant. Tell you what, folks, this politics, this weaponizing of the COVID China virus is getting to the point of causing senseless deaths. I can just see the made-for-TV movie coming. There is a double standard in the United States of America when people choose to defy an executive order by a Democrat president or a Democrat governor or a Democrat mayor. The news media calls those who defy the executive order evil, lawbreakers, rabble-rousers. But when Democrats choose to defy the executive orders of a governor, say Governor Yunkin in Virginia, those people are heralded as heroes. In fact, Virginia Governor Glenn Youngkin put an executive order out that says making the wearing of masks optional for children in the state's schools, well, that's just wrong because people far less powerful, you know, like teachers and principals in school districts are flouting Youngkin's executive order and saying, you cheering wheel wears your mask up in my school. I don't care what the Republican governor have to say about it. Y'all gonna do as I say. Y'all ain't gonna listen to no governor. He don't be up in this here classroom. The Washington Compost found that two days after the executive order took effect, 53% of the state school districts are now still requiring masks for all students. That comprises 67% of the public school student population. <sighs> it's okay. He's a Republican. You don't have to listen to a Republican because the Democrats said so. Double standard? You betcha. Do you remember Nikki Haley, former ambassador, former governor? Business Insider reports Nikki says Biden should step down and take camel toe with him because the U.S. looks weak on foreign policy. This heading into the Olympics. Just saw a picture of Nikki Haley. She is looking mannish. She is looking rough. Former UN Ambassador Nikki Haley called on Biden and Kamala to resign. Worried about how the U.S. looks weak on foreign policy, especially as we're heading to the Beijing Olympics. Haley said, if Biden loved our country, he would step down and take Kamala with him because the foreign policy situation is beyond dangerous at this point. 
The reason I push so hard for a boycott of the Beijing Olympics is because if they get a pass and we get past these Olympics and we still look weak, they're going to do whatever they want because they can. We're suffering with the fact that with the fall of Afghanistan, I mean, you've got anywhere from Putin, Xi, Kim Jong-un, North Korea, to the Ayatollahs in Iran. They all get what an amazing opportunity this is. They know they'll never have a weak president like this again. They know they've never had a weak president like this before. So they're trying to get everything they can. Haley also says she doesn't think Russian President Vladimir Putin wants to invade Ukraine because it would be an unpopular domestic event for them. He's simply trying to leverage Joe Biden. I can't wait for one day the Burisma Joe Biden, Hunter Biden BS to finally come to light. Joe Biden loves hiding in his basement. You know, he's been home 26 times to his home in Delaware or his beach house in Delaware since taking the oath of office. The same clown who laughed and said Donald Trump took too many golfing outings. Donald Trump took less golf outings in four years than Joe Biden has gone to the beach in one year. And he's missing the mark, according to the wonderful folks at The Hill. The Hill writes, Democrats and other political observers say President Biden is missing the mark by not doing more local interviews. Listen, man, they can't control him in a very large, well-scripted, teleprompted cue card and notebook session. You don't want this old man out there talking to local reporters because local reporters, they don't have that much to lose, especially if they're older and heading towards retirement. They might ask Biden a question that no one in the Democrat Party really wants him to be asked. Biden, in fact, has only given three local interviews since he took office. WKRC in Cincinnati, WHIO in Dayton, WLTX in Columbia, South Carolina. Now, he has conducted a total of 19 media interviews, but that's including all of his press conferences at the White House. This guy is an absolute nightmare of a president. Love him or hate him, Elon Musk is out there, folks. And Newsweek says Elon Musk tweets, vote them out after slamming Joe Biden as a, quote, sock puppet, unquote. That's right. Tesla man slammed President Gropey Joe Biden on Thursday and appeared to suggest Americans should vote all Democrats out of office, primarily because of the COVID-19 restrictions alone. The chief executive officer of Tesla was initially reacting to a meeting that Joe Biden had with others, including carmakers Ford GM at the White House, to discuss a proposed Build Back Better Act. Biden's official Twitter account posted a tweet with a video from the meeting. He made reference to the production of electric-powered vehicles in the U.S. Musk, of course, felt compelled to reply. The tweet said, Companies like GM, Ford are building more electric vehicles here at home than ever before. Musk replied, Starts with T, ends with A, ESL in the middle. Musk later replied to another Twitter user who commented on the president's tweet saying, Biden is a damp sock puppet in human form. CEO later responded with another tweet 
featuring Biden's comment and wrote, Biden is treating the American public like fools. He responded to other tweets about restrictions imposed due to the pandemic, giving thumbs up to a tweet about Denmark lifting their restrictions. Reacted with a 100 to a tweet from a medical doctor who said he's in favor of vaccines, but opposes vaccine mandates. Musk praised Canadian truckers planning to shut down central Ottawa because of their vaccine mandate. He wrote Canadian truckers rule. One Twitter user responded to Musk's posts about the truckers saying the government overreach is getting out of control and Musk replied, freedom is being stripped away one piece at a time until it is gone. Musk said later, if you scare people enough, they will demand removal of freedom. This is the path to tyranny. One user asked Musk how they could fight back. Musk simply replied, vote them out. Elon Musk is the world's richest person with a net worth of about $243 billion. And he's fallen out with the Democrat politicians in California over their COVID response. He says he pays about $11 billion in taxes a year, but Democrat leaders are constantly questioning his tax arrangements. And Biden's hopes of increasing taxes on the ultra-rich have, as far as Musk is concerned, fortunately stalled in Congress. That, my friends, is all the time we have for this afternoon edition of the Truth Hurts program for Friday, 28 January. Have a great weekend, folks. Hopefully we'll be back here on Monday. Thank you for listening. Opinions expressed are protected free speech under the First Amendment to the United States Constitution. We apologize if you are offended, but we retract nothing. Background music by Jason Shaw and Audionautics. Thank you.